Welcome to the Gold Circle, Australia's number one Nepal podcast. I'm your host, Nick Leaker, and with me, as always, is Lee Top. Hello. How are you doing, my friend? Good. How are you? I am very well on a crisp and cold Tuesday afternoon. It's actually got a bit hot today. Yeah, it I got know. to 28. Yeah, like I know. It. I hate Queensland sometimes, but it is quite nice to have a bit of a warm change. It is good. Yes. Uh, we're here to discuss uh, what round are we in? <laughs> round seven of the Suncorp Super Nepal. Um, it was a relatively eventful. Uh, weekend with an again unfortunate injury happening and another um, bloody draw and another bloody draw. So we, as of taping at four thirty on Tuesday afternoon, we have not received an update from the Swifts regarding Maddie Miss Proud, Proud. Uh, Maddie Proud's potential um, ACL injury. Fingers crossed, um, it's just a sprain. Mm, yeah, that was uh, that was really difficult to watch. I watched uh, the game live and then I watched the replay and I, I. I'm, generally, I'm pretty good with watching injuries because it's, you know, um, I'm weird like that. But this one was really tough to watch. Just, I think just because you could see the reaction, but then you could also see the fight, both both the Firebirds and the Swift players go straight over to her as well. Yeah. It reminded um, me yeah. of, um, who was the Adelaide Thunderbirds girl that did it? Remember that? Cobden? No. Um, like two seasons ago. She now plays for them. Oh, Cody Lange. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Remember when she did that? Uh, that was rough. But again, the thing is, like, I feel like the players almost have like a sixth sense. They just know. Yeah, but um, I'm hoping though, because as much as you know, uh, you, she probably sprains suck, dude. Like yeah. sometimes sprains can be worse than other stuff. But I'm just hoping it's like an MCL sprain or I mean, something like that. Because you sprained your MCL. Yeah, a few so years I ago. did my MCL. Yeah. And I was like, it's an ACL. You played the rest of the game. I played the rest of the game on one foot, which was hilarious. Uh, my husband was very upset. Yes. Uh, and um, he was. Yeah, and then I went to the hospital. I was on crutches. Yeah. Um, you get the knee brace or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm just hoping it is um, that, like an MCL tear or something yeah. like that, because that heals usually in a few months was, and not like 12 months. I was going to say, but you came back early from yours as well. Yeah, because I went to physio and they like electrocuted my knee and yeah, stuff. which is like the best thing that they've <laughs> ever done. They, the best thing when I had my knee recoveries yeah. just from just tendonitis and I got the, the electropathy. Oh my goodness. Like I went, oh, how many, however many sessions it was, but my knees felt like brand new. It's crazy. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, fingers crossed for Maddie Proud. She's such an exceptional player and, and, and human being. Like she, you know, what she was exhibiting off the court, like just sitting on the side of the court watching yeah. the game. Um, that, a player of her caliber, it's just really upsetting to see and go down was, for such a major um, injury. I think potential. I said on Twitter and the Facebook when I was talking to people during mm. the game, I was like, I really felt like this year with her form and her connection yeah. with Paige Hadley, um, you know, we could have seen her in quad series. Yeah. Like, fingers crossed that it's just a sprain and she can come back. Yeah. But, um, yeah. This was kind of the form of her life. Yeah. So, we're going to get into that game a bit later, but we're going to start with, um, I guess, the draw, because uh, this one had a bit of, obviously, a bit of controversy behind it. Yes. Um, Luke, for those for those listeners that may not understand what happened in the final moments of the game... Oh, you want me to break it down? Can you break it down for us? So, basically, the, um, the ref's clock or the timekeeper's clock... Um, was different to the venue clock. Sure. So when Seabass and the other girls and also the coaching team were running off the clock based on like the TV screen. Yeah, of course. Um, which I think would be running off the arena. Anyway, obviously, because of bonus points, they wanted to sort of waste as much time as possible until Seabass got the ball, I think, with six seconds. Yeah. Um, which I found really confounding because I was watching it on the broadcast. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, and then basically she took the shot and they said no goal because their time was different, which is just insane. I don't yeah. know, like, honestly, like, I do not know of any other league or game or fucking whatever where they would let that happen. Yeah, <clears throat> this is one of those things. So the game was tight, so it's 62 all to Fever into the Giants. The Giants probably should have won. Um, this sort of discrepancy um, feels quite major to the point where Seabass actually released a statement yesterday. Yes. Um, we won't read it out on the show. You can probably go and check it out on her um, on her Facebook page. But she does obviously make Face some suggestions um, about what she'd like to see 
in the future. Sue Gordian was quite outspoken. A lot of people were quite outspoken. Well, and rightly Sue Gordian, so. um, I posted a tweet. You did. Um, basically saying that I feel like Nepal at the moment is stuck between semi-professional and professional. Mm. Like no other professional league. I don't know. No basketball game. No. Would ever let that happen? No, you know we'd be pulling time back. They stop. Yeah, we in basketball when they have mismatch on the clock. So this happens quite a bit at, on during Thunder games because the timekeepers are like Loki a bit cheating. But <laughs> the the arena clock and what the I think it's the umpire clock or the TV clock or whatever it is. If it if it even is even a second out, they stop the game, wind it all back, and they do a test. Yeah, and then once it's all lined up, the game progresses on from then. Yeah, it happens pretty infrequently, but it does happen. But it's one of those yeah. things that's rectified on the spot. But that's the thing is like I feel like we're stuck, and it's it's similar with like kids with the tea towel coming out and wiping the floor, um, or extra time. Yeah. Like draws are stupid. I think this season really, I understand especially with the amount of draws we've had. I know I understand broadcasting, and look, you've brought out timeouts, two-minute timeouts. Yep. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that could change. Like, you know, pre-game stuff can be shortened. Halftime can be shortened. You know, whoever wins by two, five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Seabass suggests in her post um, that she'd like to see an, uh, a large and easily visible LED clock on the official's bench that shows the exact umpire's clock. Uh, this would help players who often can't see the time or score when it's positioned above the middle of the court. Um, it would also allow fans, broadcasters, to accurately count down the dying seconds of a match uh, with amazing talent and incredible athleticism in our league. Clearly, closely fought matches are thrilling for both players and fans, however. In- incidents like this one on Saturday night can leave a bitter taste in the mouth. Um, that's a, it's a very good statement from Seabass. And, and I think that's one of the biggest problems we have now is um, I think Sue Gordian was talking about it yeah. in a wake-up netball situation. It's kind of like we have an audience now. Like there is a netball yeah. audience. Yeah. And the problem you have is when you have stupid games like this where people have invested like two hours of their time to get to the end of it and it's a draw and it's a controversial draw. Um, it's fucking stupid. And I feel like this might be the most controversial draw we've had well, yeah. In a long time, if that that I can remember, at least anyway. Yeah. I mean, considering we've had so many, but this one feels like it probably shouldn't have been a draw. No. Actually, it shouldn't have been a draw. I shouldn't, shouldn't say probably. Um, because, again, when you watch the broadcast, you're like, well, they've won it like on that. And they the Giants clearly play to the clock that they understand. And the problem is, is this this can determine a season. That's like the dangerous fever, thing. That's really dangerous. Fever, another draw for them. And admittedly, you know, they really should have lost this. Um, but they've got three draws now. Yeah, and this is the thing. It pro- I'm pretty sure it they've had three probably draws. Should, it probably should be two, two draws and a loss. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I should probably look them up on the ladder. But th- at the end of the day, I feel like it should be. So they should be on. Where are we? Two draws, four losses, one win. That's what it should be for them. Yeah, in my opinion, at least. Anyway, um, uh, I, I I don't know. This is this something. This is something that probably needs to be sorted and looked into as, as soon as possible. The the reason is is because we've had so many draws so far, and now that I said that, we probably won't have draws for a season. But no, I feel I, like the problem you have is, um, yeah, like the these games are so close, like yeah. the the talent level is so high now that large blowouts, other than what happened on the weekend with the Firebirds, is uh, <laughs> all you can do is laugh. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not going to happen as much. Yeah. You're exactly. going to have games a lot closer. Yeah. Um, but we should have a chat about the game. Yes. Because um, the Fever did look uh, very good in the last two quarters. I'll give him that. Um, uh, unless your name's Kaylee Stanton. Ooh. Um, who shot one from two. Uh, <laughs> that silence probably uh, s- mm. I, probably says a lot. Um, Janelle Fowler's reaction to, to Stanton chucking the ball like she did, probably speaks volumes of how... Frustrated? Yeah. And again, I know it's very easy for us to just heel turn and immediately hate on Stanton for doing these things, but one from two is not a scoreline for a GA who has been in the game for the majority of the game. Actually, no, she was in the game for the whole game. She shouldn't be shooting one from two. Um, Fowler is lifting 61 from 65, 93%. Incredible game from her. 
but you could tell that she was like, you need to stop. I'm getting, like, I'm gassed. And can I just say, again, this is where I struggle with these Nissan net points. Because she's got, Kelly Stanton's got 59 Nissan net points. And purely and simply, that must be from Center Pass Received. Correct. Um, Yeah, because she had 18 CPRs. Yeah, but her positioning and her inability to actually attack well was a struggle for me. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, it's just bizarre because it's it's not consistent. Like, she did so well, what, two weeks ago now? Yeah. Where she just cut that front space and had she the confidence. Ama- amazing and was getting, what, 18 to 20 shots yeah. up on a relatively solid clip. Like, like, I don't know, are the coaching stuff saying, like, just offload it? But I feel like Fowler being frustrated. I... Uh, I don't know. I feel like if oh. I'm Fowler, like, I don't know. This is probably me just getting super petty, but I'd be like, I'd be throwing it back to her and be like, shoot the ball. Yeah. Because it's like... What are, What am I doing here? Well, Fowler's so athletic and so amazing at holding that, that post, but every player gets tied, no matter how good they are. So, and especially with two very physical defenders in Manoa and Pullman, um, who, honestly, they just sagged off onto Fowler on every possession and just dead stand well, to I shoot and then stand yeah. to just pass the ball like even when she was dead to shoot she didn't shoot yeah and it's and like also, your job is to shoot up properly no because if they're gonna sag off you that's fine i'm just gonna like cut front do whatever exactly six passes if i need to <laughs> yes. the, like as close as possible to the hoop and trust that fowler well honestly fowler can out rebound pullman and manoa easy yeah easy. she is taller she has the hind advantage if you miss a shot, it doesn't matter. You've got Fowler there to get the rebounds. I don't understand. I feels like feels like to me like Stanton has no trust in her in herself, and no trust in anyone else around her. She just completely looked lost. This is probably the worst game I've seen from her. Yeah, and then fifty nine Nissan net points. Yeah, I don't. Get I it. don't understand. When players like Ansis and Parmenta are, they get what twenty five and thirty. That makes no sense to me. Ansis had a blunder of a game, and so did Parmenta. Yeah, both of them. But because they're on the wing, I actually they're think for they it. should have like negative points if you've shot one from two. Like, well, I mean, it should cut. Like, volume should come into this position at some point. Well, like Stacey Francis had minus zero point five. Yeah, I don't understand that. What the hell is that? I don't. I don't. I just doesn't make sense to me because it means that players like Pimenta and Ansis, who both have respectively very very good games, are sitting on what's it? What are their respective points? Thirty and twenty five. I don't think that's right at all, especially when they've like Pimenta had some beautiful intercepts. She's having so an amazing. Ansis. Yeah, I know. She's like, she's a. Yeah, she's a gold nugget. I tell you, she's just um, she's a, a lot diamond of yeah, ooh, in the rough. <laughs> diamond in the rough. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, and like I mean, I mean, credit to the Giants. Like they had it, they did have a really good game. Obviously, well, what's disappointing? The quarter, yeah, they were up. Yeah, they should have won this game yeah. convincingly. And I mean, putting aside the the the, the draw and obviously the issues that they have with the um, with the clock. Um, this felt like a, a game that the Giants just should have won without having the controversy or anything like that. This should yeah. have just been a game that they won. Well, I actually think the Suncorp Super Netball should have come out and said it was a Giants win, it wasn't a draw. Yeah. Well, afterwards. The problem is, is that... Yeah. That's what I would have done. I, I do wonder what the league does about that because the league hasn't released a statement or anything regarding it. I But this is what I'm worried about is because weeks like several weeks we're into this and I feel like no one cares. Like no. we've had like... How mean, hard no one is in the it? league cares, you mean? Or Yeah, like how hard is it to... Like I don't understand. Swiffer. Hey, Swiffer, can you sponsor our floor people? Give us free Swiffers <laughs> to wipe up the sweat. No, like honestly, it's free. Mm. Give us free Swiffers mm. and we'll put Swiffer on the side of the court. <laughs> no, like how stupid. Like this is... Marketing, hello. Like, that's yeah. the basics. Um, yeah, okay. I understand extra time is a problem because of we're halfway through a season and changing fundamentally that sort of rules is a problem yeah. and you probably have to look for next season. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they should be reviewing this stuff and they should re- be reviewing umpires because I was not happy with this weekend either. Not to... Not to compare sports, but when it comes to controversial umpire things, decisions and stuff like that, generally in the in basketball, they've got the last, the L2Ms, which is the last two-minute report. So basically, the league will report on any controversies, right or wrong calls, and they'll make the decision. And even though it doesn't alter the outcome of a game, it's there for as a transparency thing. Absolutely. And I feel like 
the fact that the league hasn't made a comment yet, this is Tuesday afternoon, mind you, kind of upsets me that there's no transparency from the league when it comes to that sort of stuff. Like, are it's they even reviewing it or is it like, if we go, if we remain radio silent, no, everyone's going to forget. And they I probably won't. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. Again, we're stuck between this like semi-professional league slash professional. Mm. The, at, the, at the moment, they're not, and, and this is, I guess, the fundamental problem with netball. I, I feel at the moment is it's almost like the people who are in charge aren't taking it seriously enough. Yeah, like us, we we should be on. Um, <laughs> what diamond selection? Yes, oh, please. Yes. Uh, yeah, we I need to gut that selection panel. That's for sure. Um, just really quickly on this game, um, kind of contrasting opinions when it comes to um, Stacey Francis and how Courtney Bruce. How that defensive end played for the FIBA. How did you feel about that? I just thought they're okay, considering that Bruce. This is what her second game back from being out. Yeah. Do you, Do you think that they were too physical? Like this felt pretty no, chippy. This is the big league. Like, and it's Seabass. Seabass is going to hip check you and not get called for it. Yeah. So you got to be <laughs> physical. True. I do like. I did like a lot of the theatrics that Kim Green bought this week. She very much like, <gasps> like mouth wide open, arms up in the air. Come on, Kim. You can do better. Luke's not saying anything because he knows that um, I'll get in trouble. she's going to beat him up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's going to beat me up too. It's fine. Whatever. I'm going to lose. All I have to say is, was it 2016 grand final? <laughs> Guys, she shoved because she got shitty that they were going to lose. That is true. I do remember that actually. Yeah. Um, she's salty. <laughs> never forget. Uh, is there anything else from this one other than the uh, controversies? Honestly, the more I think about it, the only thing I can think of is the controversy at the end. Like, it's really tough. Look, I I think it was a good game. I guess um, the biggest thing I actually thought Charles was really good. Mm. Um, yeah, she was feasting. She was Bruce great. was solid again. Um, I did like what I saw from JLP too. I I do wonder if they've kind of defensively they've worked out Stanton and whether who the Giants or just just the league in general. Sure. Um, she kind of had her breakout game, and then she's kind of been shut down since. Yeah. Um, I wonder if ATN is going to get a run, even I'm, for a quarter. T- look, if Kaylee Sanson's going to shoot one from two over sixty minutes, Alice Tignell probably needs to get a run. Mm, at least for a quarter. Uh, uh, look, if she's going to throw the ball game. away, because yeah. I remember she's a bit, like, I remember when she was at Magpies and she had like eleven turnovers very, in like two quarters. Very streaky. Again, yeah. she's always going to be my problems. rational, confident shooter. Like, yeah. she just... I mean, when she was at Magpies and Vixens, it was always you put her on and she'd be shooting, you know, 65%. But some of those bombs that she'd be getting, you'd be like, oh, damn, she got it. I do feel like, though, that she's potentially a better passer. Yes. Feel, uh, the thing is, I've, that, it, she, that whole attack thing is going to run a lot easier. It's a little bit... Not to bring it back, but it's... It's a, a lot of work on Medhurst-y Collier. as well, like how ATN sort of plays. Yes. Probably not, obviously, up to the level of, but I know that's going to ruffle some feathers. <laughs> Sorry, FIFA fans. Just saying. Um, but I feel like if Kaylee is going to run a 60-minute game shooting one from two, um, it's probably... Again, I'm not a professional coach, but I would probably say ATN needs to get run in a quarter. Mm. Um, the, and also, uh, I feel I like... Know. I feel like as well, like... She's just got to look through that film if she if they're going to keep with her and yeah. just be like, look, dude, Fowler's going to get the rebound. That's I think that's all it has I to think, be. That's I think all it has her to one be. shot she missed. I'm pretty sure Fowler got the rebound yes. and then shot it. Yeah. That, so just keep shooting. That the thing is that to me, if she shoots it, going okay, look, if I miss it, I know that Janiel is going to be there to at least get a fifty percent chance of rebounding the ball, especially under shorter, especially with shorter defenders. Where she probably have a high percentage chance of getting it. That, that then you should be jacking it up from like halfway, probably even long distance. If you see the defender sagging off you, or refeed the ball. I can't believe I the know. amount of people that don't refeed. Yeah, me the shit. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm guilty of it as well. Like, yeah, you are. Fuck you. No. <laughs> Get out of here. Div one, div one shooter. Oh mate, that <laughs> killed me last night. Uh, all right, we're gonna move on to uh, the Sunshine Guys Lightning defeating the Adelaide Thunderbirds, fifty-nine to fifty-three. Ouch. In a very frustrating game as a Lightning fan, uh, but also very. Oh right, <gasps> fire alarms going off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sincerest apologies listeners we had to cut that one short uh, forgot that we had a scheduled fire alarm at my apartment 
Uh, so, so unorganized. Yeah, How dare you? Yeah, I had the notice and I threw it out. So um, just message to everyone. That for is safety. not good fire Don't safety. Throw it out. Yeah, I'm a fire warden at my work too. So that's embarrassing. You should get that taken off. Yeah. You. Anyway, um, so we were discussing the lightning and the uh, thunderbirds. We just started talking about the round. Um, as a lightning fan, this was pretty frustrating to watch. But man, the uh, the thunderbirds came out to play. Uh, really, that third quarter from. The Thunderbirds, I was like, oh, damn, like, they've got us, like, jeez, but, I mean, credit to Nolene, I think some of the adjustments that she made, like having Jackie Russell come in, and a little bit, sort of the veteran experience and physicality, I think, took over a little bit, um, I feel like, the, the Luke, it's okay, it's a, it's a fire, it's not our fire alarm, no, it's like, no. An emergency vehicle. Yeah, it's not us. Um, okay. Anyway, sorry. The um, So, I think... This feels a little bit uncharacteristically... This might have been one of the roughest games the Lightning played, but I think their experience sort of carried them out in the fourth quarter. Um, Kara Conan. Yay, nay. <laughs> I really liked yeah, it. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's mm. amazing. Um 30 from 32. I also want to sh- uh, shout out Sasha Glasgow. She had so many, like, intercepts, like... Well, not even intercepts, but she was just disrupting play. Like, yeah, she was. Like, she was always on the ball. I think I said last week that she was such an effective rebounder. She kind of reminds me a little bit of Bailey Mez. Where yeah. Perhaps oh. her... Perhaps her... I know you I don't hate know if that's Bailey good Mez, but bad. The, I feel like... Has a better shooting percentage. But when I look at Glasgow, she I get reminders where how, Mez is, like, one of the most effective rebounders in terms of timing and physicality getting under the basket. So, like, I could watch... You could watch Mez and she would miss a shot, but she would always get a rebound. Yeah, kind she's of like to Ramelda piss Aiken, really, except, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I get kind of those vibes from Sasha Glasgow when it comes to sort of physicality under the net and her ability to rebound the ball and intercept as well. Um, mm. A really good game from Sasha I Glasgow. I was so excited when this game started because obviously I tipped them to win. Mm. You should be. And that first quarter, I was like, damn, it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah. I was so excited. And then the lightning obviously shot on everyone in the second. But then they came back in the third and I was like, oh. And then, yeah, the fourth. They ran out of gas. Do you feel like uh, Tanya Ops was mid-court. doing a few too many uh, substitutions? I, again, don't, well, I don't know what Kate Shimon's done. I don't know. Again... I don't know what's happened. Yeah. Gus Goth, Wing D, Kate Shimming, goal defence, Sterling, goalkeeper. She pulled Sterling off. Uh, mm, I, I, did, I don't understand. My thought process when it comes to seeing Sterling off, I think, is that Obst was probably looking at her going, okay, she looks kind of gassed, even though I feel like Sterling can run a full 60-minute game now. Yeah. I think she's in game form, full game form. She can do it. Um <gasps> But I also think the combination of Conan and Wood was... I don't know. I feel like the Lightning feed Conan so much better. And I feel like... Yeah, they kind of have like a... It's like a complicated moving circle because Conan doesn't really sit on the block. No, she drives. Yeah, the baseline. She drives the baseline a lot. So it's kind of like a modern hybrid because obviously she is tall, so she can take a high ball. Yeah. But I think Knowles was very smart in the fact that I think the biggest thing this league has kind of exposed for Sterling is that moving circle she really struggles with. Yeah. And I think this was a pretty good example of, <clears throat> excuse me, Nolene sort of taking advantage of that. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Sterling was kind of upsetting... Um, Peace quite a quite a bit. I think I think Peace. I think Peace shot fifteen from sixteen. So you know, not much, that much. <laughs> but there are a couple of possessions where I feel like they uh, like the, the Lightning would overcook the throw, or um, Peace just couldn't get to the ball quick enough. And I feel like just that sort of experience and the lack of experience, perhaps. Um, and yeah, having and such Sterling a Sterling loves high balls. She really does. Cause she feasts on. I think that's the biggest problem um, that sort of some of these younger players are having is they're not really not used to anything other than a super, super tall person. Yeah. Yeah. It Uh, kind of blunts your skill. Yeah. And I feel like it also having, I don't know, I feel like Teru's sort of uh, ability to game manage is probably better than any other coach in the league at the moment compared to perhaps, 
you know, Rob Wright, who substitutes all of his players in the first, like after the first quarter, um, <laughs> last week. <laughs> yeah, but, I was going to um, say not this week. Not this week. Um, I also just feel like watching the Lightning here, their experience, I think, is what won them the game pretty much. Yeah. Um, a, a bit curious, you know, this is the second week in a row that they've they've struggled quite a bit. Um, I mean, they coughed up two quarters to the Thunderbirds. I think they probably. We're Honestly, not happy about they that. probably weren't happy. I don't think they were happy at all losing to the Vixens in four last week. Yeah. Um, and they came out to play. I mean, credit to them, but the Thunderbirds had them walk in a tightrope for, for three quarters. And then... Yeah. I th- I actually think this is a pretty messy one, especially with that mid-court, mm. um, Kelly Altman and Petty. Yeah. The switching that's going on because they're not quite up to a full game. Um, it's... Is a problem. Yeah. And I think it shows because, like, when you look at the net points, like, Kelly Altman's on minus 16 and I think Hannah Petty's on 15. Like, it's... Yeah. You compare that to... And that's a huge position. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think, on the Lightning side of things, I think McAuliffe had a pretty average slash quiet game compared to what she's had previously. Um, I think Pittman actually played her incredibly well. Um, Considering last week Pittman was sort of... One of the main issues for the Thunderbirds. I didn't really see much of an yeah. issue with her this week, which I think is great. But again, we were, you know, we're always talking about her. She's sort of like a wave. She's always, you know, there's dips Up and troughs. Down, and yeah. um, but Langman yeah, looked great. She and, was, yeah. um, I think she was MVP last week. Last week. But she kind of annoyed me because she wasn't, yeah. Yeah. I, and again, this is this Nissan net point problem because it's really not a great depiction of how they've actually played. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think uh, Jadine Vandermeer also had a, a couple of solid possessions. Really physical, but in terms of her impact, probably not as much as I thought that she may have. Considering her size, I thought she might have given Sherry in a bit I, more of a run, but I feel like Sherry yeah. kind of ran off the court. Yeah, absolutely. She's so fast. <laughs> um, I uh, Yeah, I'm really struggling with um, that sort of situation because I really think... Uh, Vandermeer could go into centre. Um, you reckon? Gus Goth, Wing D, okay. Kate Shimon, GD, Sterling. Uh, Shimon needs to get more of a run. I'm getting really kind of pissed off that she's not. Like, yeah. And uh, Gus Goth can play wing defence. Like, she's yeah. very mobile. Well, didn't... Shimon came, only came on because of a blood rule. Uh, yeah. Like, she was barely on. She was barely on. I th- I don't think it was a blood rule. I thought it was an actual change, wasn't it? I should probably check that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she actually subbed her off. Because, yeah, I don't know. She's like on minus 10 net points. Like, I don't know. I feel like, again, the, the net oh, points... you put someone in for five for minutes. For five minutes. Of always, a game. It's either going to be like really massive Good or, or bad. going to be yeah. terrible. But I feel like I totally agree. I just, I don't understand. Like, I feel like Dr. Gusketh... as great as she is, she does kind of need to be switched to the wing and perhaps have Shimon who is a little bit more mobile and have Sterling sort of guard the post, keep like sort of instill that fear in their shooter and have Shimon be a little bit more mobile to carry on to the sort of more mobile goal attacks, which would be like in this case, like Steph Wood, who is incredibly mobile, Madhurst, so on and so forth. So I don't know. I feel like the Thunderbirds, this was an absolutely winnable game. And I feel like the Lightning just won because of experience more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to the uh, next game, which is Luke. The New South Wales Swifts defeating the Firebirds. I don't know. Sixty-eight her. to forty. <laughs> uh, New South Wales Swifts <laughs> defeating the uh, Firebirds. Sixty-eight to forty-six. Did that happen? Uh, oh. It did, unfortunately. Well, that, what I mean, a surprise! Because I won that tip. That's anyway. shocking. Um, hey, no, I won the tip because we won the last quarter. <laughs> That's <laughs> not how it works, dude. <laughs> um, uh, unfortunately, obviously, um, Maddie Proud going down in the third quarter with uh, an unconfirmed um, knee injury. Uh, Man. I really don't give a shit about this game. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> Do you know why? I'm why? I'm so excited. Podgita was awesome. 100% shooting. They had no idea how to feed her. She came off the plane like the day before. She had one training session. <laughs> 24 from 24 is fucking good. <laughs> yeah, when you yeah. like you you're yeah. just playing it's like you're a fill in. Yeah. Um, you have no idea what's going on. And Burger was great. I was going to say uh, for me the standouts for the Firebirds in this obviously getting trounced um not great. Uh because this the Swifts just looked on fire, and I think they also had a fire in the belly when Proud went down. Um, but the big positives for the Firebirds is that Podgita and Berger look like they haven't missed a step at all. Uh, they Pogita, look fit AF. Yeah, and I feel like Podgita and Tippett kind of have a really interesting dynamic that I want... I, I'm really excited to see them explore that over the next couple of weeks. 
Um, I thought Potgito... Honestly, I did think Potgito would really struggle. 24 from 24, I'm eating humble pie easily because I fully thought that she would be struggling. And she, I, she I think great. the biggest problem she's going to have is coming from ANZ, she would have got superstar calls. She would yeah. have had a whole season of like, you know, a defender like nudging her and she's going to get the contact call. Yeah. Um, I think in this league, it's going to take her down a few pegs and I think that's going to be her hardest adjustment because she's not going to get superstar calls and she's yeah. got to be gritty and she's got to just grab the ball. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like when I see her play for South Africa, a lot of the actual South African players tend to play more aggressive when they're playing in, on an international stage. So, like, I remember watching um, during the quad series, like, Pogita was really aggressive under the hoop. And I feel like if she can translate that to the the domestic league, I think she's going to be a beast. And I think at that point, the Firebirds will probably be like, oh, God, what I, do we do? I think as well, um, that defensive end for the Firebirds is really disappointing. For this game specifically, you mean, or um, excuse me? I, I yeah, I think. Well, t- to be fair, like Jenna's been good, but for the season so far, I'm not loving what's going on Def- because yeah. defensively, because Clemesha has had a few bright quarters, but she cannot play a full game without having like 45 contact Contacles. calls. Um, Hinchcliffe and Jenna are probably the best bet for the two of them, but they're just missing. I think they're about the same height. Yeah. They just don't against the teams with tall shooters. They just don't have um the ability to get up for the high ball, which is fair enough. Yeah, I'm not seeing a defensive identity for the no. Firebirds, and and that's surprising. Like considering we are rebuilding. But uh, yeah, you guys are in a big yeah. rebuilding phase. And we you lost guys. Are getting demolished by injuries as well. Yes. Um, but I feel like when I watch the Firebirds on the attacking end, having Tippett there, you do have an identity where it's a really unorthodox moving circle. Tippett's ability to get under the post is really good. Her drive's amazing. Her passing's amazing. Her shot has gotten better. Like, I don't know. I don't, do not understand how her shot has gotten even better over the years. Because yeah. I remember I hated how she used to shoot years, years ago, but now she's one, one of, if not the best yeah. shooter in the, in the competition. But I look at that end and I'm like oh cool the Firebirds can kind of slot players around Tippett and we still they still have the same sort of attacking identity on the defensive end I'm just like oh okay it's just throw arms throw bodies do the best and I feel like Gabby Simpson I think probably didn't have her best game but she again she's I think she's trying so hard to emphasize that sort of defensive end and I just think it's not translating with the players that she has yeah I I think there has been some talk about what do they do considering they've got Podgita um whether when Aiken comes back I chuck her in GK I'm sorry that's what I was thinking well you have to move it defensively yeah like it it just shuts that down yeah I feel like my ideal lineup I'm just gonna, I haven't thought about this, but this is my ideal lineup. So you have Aiken at GK. Jenna. Yeah, I was going to say Jenna at GD, Simpson at wing D, have mine my run center. Actually, sorry, no, Berger at center, actually, because I really love what I saw yeah, from Berger yeah. at center. Um, have Nevins and mine might swap my in mind? and out. I think it really depends who they're playing. Yeah, I was going to say. If it's a tall yeah. wing defense, like someone like Ingalls, my you my. can put my my yeah, on. Easy. Yeah. Um, but if you want to run a really mobile and active attacking end, then put Nevins in easy. But then obviously having Tippett and Pogito, uh yeah. run that attacking end. I feel like that's a really solid combination that the Firebirds can explore. And I think that's probably what Jenkins got in mind when or if Aiken comes back this season. Yeah. Um, we haven't really heard any updates because, again, Firebirds are very close with that sort of stuff. But yeah, I don't know. This is a, to be honest, it was a. Uh, apart from the bright spots of the South Africans, uh, this is a pretty average game from the Firebirds, but also uh, the Swifts just look disgusting. They're just that good. Mm. Um, I'll be interested to see how Halpin does. I, I I love Sophie Halpin. I think she needs to get more of a run. I do like her aggressiveness. I, I, I think this is one of those things that Son of Brunny Ackles kind of emphasised in her coaching is that they play a really aggressive game. And it's something that they've... Again, this is an identity they've built over three years. Considering that, putting in that pers- in the in the perspective of the Swifts were rebuilding three years ago, they were re- rebuilding two years ago, and then hell, they were even rebuilding kind of last year. It was just more of an experience thing. But this year, I feel like Brian Ankles, like we've found the identity, and it's to be a very aggressive, physical body on body, take a hit, get up, and go. 
um, and I feel like it's working for them amazingly. Well, I wonder if um, now that they're down proud uh, for, let's hope it's only weeks, yeah. um, if Abby is going to get, because she plays for the Tars, which yeah. is where they get their players from, um, whether potentially she'll be sitting on the bench. Well, we've not heard anything. And we cannot tell you anything because we don't know. Uh, friend of the pod, Abby McCulloch, has not updated us on what her status is in terms of... Uh, it's um, kind of hard because you don't want to go... Yeah, like no. she doesn't know what's going yeah. on. I feel so. like Abby would update us first so we can make it an exclusive on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, Abby. Um, but honestly, at that stage, if you're looking for that fill-in, I think McCulloch, if... Her body's up to it because well, I know that she, she was still was going out. through the throes of she recovery. Was, but well, yeah, she was out with an Achilles injury for the game on the weekend. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But I feel like Sarah Clow, Maddie Turner. Like we were watching high, a bit of highlights of the game before we started taping. Oh, yep. Um, do you want to get your umpire frustrations out here again? Oh yes, so um, you're on the clock. <laughs> yeah, I I was on Twitter and I was like, look, Swift's clearly better team. Yes, everyone accepts 100%. that. I accepted that last week when I tipped the Firebirds. I was like, they're probably not going to win, but I'm a Firebirds boy, so <laughs> yeah, I'll tip them. Um, but the umpiring was awful, Ter- terrible, Ter- probably terrible. I don't like it. I kind of agree because there were a couple of possessions. I think Pogita was getting really over over umpired. Yeah. Especially in the second quarter when she there was a couple of possessions where Sarah Clow had an inside arm, touching the ball, it went out. Pogita got uh, for contact. Inside arm, smacking her in the side <laughs> oh, of the head. That was right, yeah, on the um, Yeah, uh, on the replay. Yeah, the smacking her on right. the side of the head, coming That's over true. the top. And hitting the boy, I, I don't understand. Yeah, look, I think in saying that, I don't think the umpire's the umpire's job uh, influenced the uh, twenty-two oh, point God, loss. Oh God, no, God, no, um, no, 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 no. And that's what some lady tried to go me, of course, uh, Twitter <laughs> troll. Um, shout out, doll. Um, <laughs> I'm like. She's like, oh, you're just upset that the Firebirds lost. And I was like, no, clearly at the start of my tweet, I'm like, the better team won. It was obvious. <laughs> obvious. And mm. Matt, and I actually think Maddie Proud could have got MVP just quietly. Mm. Um, I'm totally cool with the Swifts doing well, but it's just like, you'd also like them. And, and yeah, you'd also like just a fair game. Like everyone wants a fair game. Yeah, yeah. I think it was... Like kind of like the Giants and Fever, where there was a lot of stop start, very Ugh. physical, and you just kind of like sometimes it's sometimes you need Contest. to do that to just control yeah. it, but sometimes it's better to let it go and let the game flow. But but also this like obsession with um like calling people. The, the problem you have is they've set a standard where Sea <laughs> Sea Bass just annihilates people with their hips and pushes off and does all this stuff that you're yeah. not supposed to do. Yeah. The problem is is you don't pass that across the league it's like yeah. Seabass does her thing to the limit um, and probably steps over the line but yeah. they're not going to call it no one yeah they're not going to call her for anything yeah. well I know because uh, Twitter's the best place to go for um, fair Trolls. and balanced uh, <laughs> discussion uh, and no abuse whatsoever so <laughs> um, but I also know how much you you hate um, Caitlin Bassett so what, <laughs> what? No, I'm just fucking with you uh, but yeah no look I do look, honestly like there was moments in that second quarter that I was like, oh man, like they're really tightening the screws yeah, to like... Was it Liz Ellis? Yeah. Yeah, when <laughs> she's just like, um, yeah, I'm not sure. not sure on that. Yeah, like there was a short pass which I was like, yeah, no, you. if your Swift's defenders were actually in front of the ball, they probably would have gotten that. It's not a short pass. But also, if you bounce it, someone can get between it and she bounced it. If the ball hits the ground without her touching it and she bounces it... But the thing is, I look at that, not even the bounce, but I was like... If there was, if Sarah Clow was on, because both Turner and, and Clow were behind Pockett yeah. and Tippett. So Pockett is guarding the ball, Tippett's guarding the space so she can get the pass just in case. If Clow was in front of that, she could have easily intercepted that ball. Yeah, a person's got to fit through the space between the two players for it to be not a short pass. Yeah, and I feel like that to me, when I saw that pass, I was like, that to me would be fine. 
because and then advance was that the moment yeah, they advanced? Yeah. Oh girl, I was like, just put the whistle down, take the whistle oh, no, off it this wasn't. woman. Sorry, sorry, there was a call after that. That Pockita got called for shoving, which I do agree pushing that, that was pushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did push. But then there was no explanation for it, but the umpire advanced the ball, and I'm like, wait, why did you advance the ball? Yeah, that she like f- not even five seconds, it was like two seconds. And yeah, like, well, advance. Yeah, advance. And it's just like, oh. I imagine you get advancing because you're trying to delay the game, but Podgita just got called for it and then stood out of play, so I don't know what the advancing the game yeah. was. I th- unless it's not like was she chirping, threw the ball into like... Yeah, she, <laughs> she's like... <laughs> top of the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's... Stupid. A little bit rough, but I don't think it um, changes the 22-point loss. I just wanted, yeah. to, just wanted to say that you guys lost by 22 points. Anyway, are we going to move on? Dude, like, hello the whole season. Yeah. We've lost. Yeah, like, are you for real? Yeah. Um, all right, we're going <laughs> to move on to... not new to me. Uh, I'm surprised it was only 22. It wasn't, like, 45, so... It's true. I mean, this, yeah, the Swifts are just... Can I just say, though, Liz Ellis was saying, like, oh, this is a disaster for the Firebirds. It's like, um, we're playing... We're bottom of the ladder... And we're playing the best team with two players that literally got off a plane the night before. Yeah. This is... We did... Crazy fact. And also, uh, shouts out to Pockita. She seems uh, lovely on the interview with the... Uh, at the yeah. Half-time. She's like, oh, yeah, just got off the plane and... Yeah, like it's much warmer one than training in session. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's Yeah, it's really funny. Um, all right, we're going to move on to the last Ugh. game of the round, which was the uh, Magpies and the Vixens. Magpies yes! the first win against the Vixens. Great tip. Luke, great tip. Um, the Magpies... I'm sorry... Yeah, yeah, I did win that tip. Yeah. I just said that. Um, and like no one tipped them. I know. I because I really, just FYI, so I can toot my own horn yeah, for a bit. Yeah, please do. Actually, um, yeah, go I, I'm really thinking that these matchups now, like the teams are so close. It literally comes down to like one-on-one matchups yeah. on players. That's you, what it's coming down to. You mean, you mean for this game specifically or just in general? Yeah, like mentor on Thwaites. She yeah. completely took her out of the game. Yeah. Brandley yes. took Philip out of the game. Um, uh, yeah, like it's it's coming down to player matchups because Renee Ingalls was amazing. That midcourt um, was really good for the Vixens. Yeah. yeah. But um, I think that when I look at this game, the first quarter, I was like, man, the Magpies, I think honestly, have a calendar with all their setups and I think they have a Big red circle around the Vixens. Yeah, they came to play. They came. They came out to be like, okay, we. This is. A, and I'm not saying that they, they don't have the winning mentality every week, but I feel like there are some games that just make you like. We have games like like at social where we like, oh, well, I remember that team. We're gonna we're gonna try and throttle them. And I feel like this I don't one. Know what you mean? That's you me every, every day. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the Magpies for this one though, it felt to me like they won the first quarter, fifteen to eight. That's huge. Yeah. Um. And watching that, I was like, if the Magpies lose this, then they have to... They, it, it is Tegan a massive Phillip, collapse. Tegan Phillip, I think she had like two points. Was it in the first quarter or the first half? I think it was the first quarter. Yeah. And I was like, ooh. Yeah, look. Credit to the, the Magpies' defense. Um, and again, April Brandley and Mentor, I think, had some of their best games this season. Um, Brandley... Brandley was amazing, man. Like, in that mid-court, she was there, like... She blocked yeah. um, Tegan Phillip, yeah. Clean um, block. But I also have to give a shout-out to Manette Madhurst. We haven't really spoken about her the last couple of weeks, but she's no. had really beautiful passages She was play. on the run, man. Yeah. She was, like, from the get-go, she was bloody running um, Western Ragged. And, yeah. that's, and this is, again, what we discussed. Um, I have real concerns about the Diamonds because... I think this was a perfect example of Medhurst just running Weston and Weston not being able to keep up. And they switched Ingalls on to her. Um, Which is Ingalls was on yeah. bloody everyone. Um, yeah. <laughs> poor thing just was like just getting gadget. switched. Yeah, switched all over the place. Um, yeah, and that, that for me is a little bit concerning because um, obviously Branley got run off sort of the quarter bit against um, Houseby yeah. the other week. So, they don't really have a GD that's going to be able to do the miles. So, that's a little bit concerning to me. Yeah, I'm very curious because I just, like watching Weston, she did get run off quite a bit. I think Maddox played a very good game. Um, yeah, a lot of... And, and this is, again, I was annoyed about the amount of contact calls. Yeah. I'm like, if they're contesting in the air... Like, it's a contest, guys. Yeah. 
I feel like Shimona Nelson had a really solid game too. A couple of there's a couple of turnovers, a couple of turnovers that I wasn't yeah. sure of, but I also would probably put that a little bit on Kelsey Brown who cooked overcooked some of her passes. I still think she's still getting used to yeah. what Shimona's ability is in the circle compared to perhaps. Again, I don't want to compare, but like obviously playing with Seabass for two years, you know that Seabass probably isn't going to leap for the ball like Shimona Nelson does. Yeah. She's going to hold the space and just put her long arms up and catch the ball. Yeah. um, Or miss. Um, And I feel like there was a couple of ones where Kelsey just sort of overcooked the the pass a little bit. In saying that, um, she did like credit to to Brown. She ran that court very quickly and... she recovered, I think, to, especially towards the end of the game. I was just like, okay, she's a, she's much better than she was in the first, where I think she's a little bit too... Her and Shimona Nelson kind of share very similar traits at the moment where they're very erratic. Like, Shimona Nelson's very, like, jump, 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 jump here, jump there. I felt like Brown is, tr- is still trying to play herself into that system a little bit where it probably is slower than what she would like it to be. Yeah. And I think Ravi doesn't play a speedy like type of netball like she used to. Um, I feel like she plays a little bit more controlled. And again, this is probably the best season she's had in a long time. Yeah. Um, but there was some really beautiful mm. weighted passes from Ravi to, to that attacking. Yeah. Empires, so. Yeah. Look, she's, I think she's having a much better season than she had last season. Yeah. But I would love her to go back to the Firebirds <laughs> and pick up that again. But don't you love Aaron Berger though? So oh, I, I do. So you would happily replace Aaron Berger with you? <laughs> No, so I was just thinking for like Ravi's career moving forward. I'd love to Who see knows? that happen. Who knows? Her boyfriend's still at Collingwood. Yeah, her so boyfriend's still at Collingwood. Happen. Unless he's going to move to the Lions. I doubt it. <laughs> oh, I'm, not, I'm not sure how that works. I don't even, are the Lions still around? <laughs> yeah, they're oh, actually okay. half decent this season. Um, what, really? Yeah. No. Yeah, they're like fifth. Is there like 12 people at their games? No, there's heaps now because they're winning. Oh, right. Yes. Fair <laughs> Otherwise enough. Otherwise, you go to the camera and you have 2,000 Now, when I worked, one of the places I worked at actually sponsored the Lions. Oh, nice. And they had tickets for like the box and stuff. Yeah. No one took them. Oh, I would have. No one. No one. I would have. That would have been great. Gab is great. No Same one. Um, <laughs> Ash Brazel. Amazing. Amazing. I don't. Th- I don't. Not know. as good as Ingles, though. No, no. I Ingles don't think so. was insane, and they were kind of having a wing defense off. Yeah, but this is the thing. Like again, not to harp on the net points, but Brazel had thirteen, and Ingles has eighty-two. I feel like Ingles should probably be a smidge lower, and a- and Brazel should probably be a bit higher. How the? I don't know how yeah, that works. I don't get it either. I think it's because. Okay, I think I know why. Ingles had no contact calls. Ash Brazel had 11. Yeah, because that's probably be why. That's it. Should just look at the stats deeper. I'm an idiot. I'm not even a statistician. I'm terrible. Um, I'm really happy the Magpies won this, though. And that's also because I'm just salty that they Vixen speed us last week. But I think this was um, this was a good win for them as well. I'm, I'm glad that they were able to win the two quarters and the game as well. I feel like the Vixens... Um, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about them at the moment. They're a little bit... Uh, I honestly think yeah. Magpies are just a really crappy matchup for them. Yeah, like you said, I think you were saying this game, it's very matchup dependent. Yeah. And some of the switches that both coaches made were for better or worse. Obviously, for the Magpies, it was better because, you know, they're making the adjustments and they're working very well. But I also think Medhurst does... I think Medhurst was just exceptional for this, for the most yeah. part. Especially in that first quarter, she controlled the tempo beautifully going into the circle. I think she settled things down. She bombed a couple of shots. There was a really beautiful passage of play that she had an early on, which was just like back forth, back forth, and she I legit lost track of her on the court. She was so f- that fast, um, considering she's what thirty six now. Like the fact that she's got those that type of leg still, those hops, oh man, that's yeah. great. But yeah, I mean, great, great defensively just insane. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to move on to our tips for round eight coming Ooh. up this weekend. Luke, we're going to start with the Lightning at home against the Magpies. I'm going to say the Magpies. Magpies. Okay, well, I'm going to go the Lightning because obvious choice. Um, I love it. You say, you're just like, I know that the Magpies are going to win. Um, uh, the Fever playing at home against the Thunderbirds. I'm going to say Thunderbirds. <laughs> okay, I'll go, I'll go with the Fever. I'll go with the Fever. I did notice some of our listeners being like, Luke will never choose the Fever again because, you know, reasons. Um, <laughs> We've got the Firebirds and the Vixens. The Firebirds playing at home? Sorry, what was that? I just unplugged my Why headphones. Why did you unplug your headphones? Oh, you idiot. Uh, Firebirds and Vixens? 
Oh, Firebirds. Firebirds. Oh, easy. Uh, Vixens for me. Firebirds, I feel like, could give the Vixens a decent run, actually, now that I think about it. Um, and we have the Swifts and the Giants. Swifts, I think the Swifts are playing at home to Kudos, so it's a home game technically for them. Um, I'm going to say Giants. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know how to feel with the Swifts without Proud. Hey, that's tough. Halpin. Yeah, I don't know if she can... I To give credit to Proud, I don't think she well she's I don't think she's ever played a full game has no. she no I'm gonna go, th- do you know honestly okay. she did play great yeah, thought, yeah 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 she's 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 actually quite solid but just obviously not on like Prowl's level you know what I mean yeah yeah and not and I don't know if she'll run a full game or not no but I don't know we'll see um, I'll go with the Swifts just for that just because obviously the top of the ladder and they're also just like a complete beast mode team at the moment so alright that'll do us for this week Luke as always Listeners, you can get us on facebook.com forward slash the goal circle. Come and interact with us. We're posting our tips now every single Thank week. Thank you for the two reviews we had. They were lovely. We had two reviews this week. I think we had, I think we shouted out the review last week. So, two new reviews. Thank you very much for that. I really and appreciate it. And nice. Luke Scanlon, I'm sure you will hate all my tips this week. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, the, Luke, the battle of the Luke. Um, You've got to eat two hats, though, because you said I was insane for who, me? tipping the magpies. No, Luke Scanlon. Oh, okay, okay. That's yeah, 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 sorry. I'm not eating a hat, dude. Um, but yeah, as always, you can get us on facebook.com forward slash the goal circle. Interact with us. We've got our tips there. We've been posting all our. Um, have news. a look for me posting crazy stuff in the game feeds. <laughs> on Twitter? Yes. What's your what's your Twitter handle for everyone? I think it's at BLT. It's at BLT under 86. Under yeah, that's 86. it. Yeah, Can't yeah. believe I had to tell everyone your Twitter handle. I don't know. So you can get Luke on I'm Twitter. I'm old now. <laughs> you I'm are. I'm nearly 33. <laughs> Um, so Luke's on Twitter at BLT underscore 86 go and interact with him he's um, shit talking everyone on Twitter so go and shit talk him <laughs> um, but yeah if you have any uh, emails or any uh, long questions you can message us on Facebook um, and on email oh yeah we didn't have any questions this week no, we didn't hit us up for yeah. questions um, but on email as well thegoalcircle at gmail.com um, if you give us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts that'd be great if not that's totally fine thank you very much for listening you can get us on Spotify Apple Podcasts and any of your podcast apps Luke what else do you have to say before I Oh, I did remember we did get a question about the A&L, but I don't know oh, if we shit. answered did we? that. Was that a, about Aaron Bell? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Well, we might hold that one till next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll hold yeah, that one till next fine. week. Sorry. That's okay. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, listener. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, as always, that'll do us for this week. Thank you so much, guys. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.